0: hey 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 everybody i'm so excited because guess what this is my first time having a guest on real talk with reagan and it is with the one and only kiera conover the creator of klc studio my past client my friend Uh, i'm so so excited hello and welcome to the real talk with reagan podcast I'm your host, Reagan. This is the podcast where I'm gonna get really honest about how to grow a profitable online business and share the raw truth of what goes behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. I went from wondering, is this what life is all about as an employee to CEO of my own company and was able to replace my paycheck within the first year of business. This show is for the online business owner who is ready to learn not only the strategy, but the mindset of what it takes to grow your legacy as a CEO? I'm so happy you are here. Now let's dive into this episode. So, Kiara, come and tell us about who you are. How did you get into the online space and all that good stuff?
1: Hi, guys. Such a cool intro. <laughs> um, I'm Kiera, as Reagan mentioned, and I am the owner of KLC Studio, we're a marketing studio that like specializes in strategy services for solopreneurs, new businesses, small businesses, and I kind of, gosh, how did I get into this? So honestly, I'd say the studio life kind of—I didn't find it; it kind of found me.
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: <laughs> um, I started off initially helping some friends of mine run their business in 2020. And we were like super ambitious and had this like really great idea to launch this like nonprofit business. Um, And it was all centered around, you know, mental health and Black women in entrepreneurship and wellness and all of that. And I kind of helped them run that business for about eight months. And they sort of brought me on because my background is digital marketing and merchandising. And they were like, listen, like, we really wanted to do this as a, you know, brick and mortar business and, you know, have, you know, a location and a wellness center. But with COVID, everything's changing. We need to figure out how to take this business online. We need your help. So I kind of came into that business full throttle for like eight months. Um, in October, 2020, we parted ways. And I had all this like knowledge that I was kind of just like sitting on that I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Now I've kind of gotten a taste of like, you know, this like entrepreneurship life and this idea around being able to like teach and educate people. So I was like, okay, well I'll go into, you know, becoming a coach and started off doing that and, you know, signed a client like three weeks after I left that other business, which was like so awesome. Um, and then that was kind of like my first taste of like, okay, this could actually be kind of real. And so did the whole coaching thing. I had like a six week program and an eight week program or four week program and an eight week program. And I did that for a while and I got all the way to March and I was like, this ain't for me.
0: (laughs) Isn't that just funny how that happens in entrepreneurship? (laughs) I was like, you know, I'm signing clients and this
1: is really cool, but like, I really don't like coaching. Like I didn't like the, the long container. Um, coaching was all about like, you know, helping them with like self-discovery and like having patience. And I was, I just felt like, you know, I was definitely someone that's more straightforward. And I was like, I would be better off being a consultant. Like I would be better off just telling people, this is what you need to do. Here's how you do it and giving you a blueprint to do so. So I switched from this big coaching model to a done in a day, VIP day marketing Strategy where it's literally me and my brain with you consulting on your business for four hours, um, and it's just building your your strategy in one day. And I did that, and then afterwards, uh, I got a lot of clients from that, and people were coming back to me, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, 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 that's great. The strategy's cool, but can you also do the work for me?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: Love it. They're like, you're so good. I actually just don't even want to do it anymore. I actually just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank you so much. You're so smart. I've
1: learned so much. And can I pay you to do it all? So I was like, all right, cool. Well, I always, you know, dreamt of having a studio slash agency years from now. I just didn't think that I could have it right now. And so I started offering done for you, social media management services for Instagram and Pinterest and the rest is kind of history. And then from there, I just sort of built up my team and became a full on studio. So
0: yeah, I feel like you should share with people what your background is because a lot of people in the online space, like we come, and there's nothing wrong with this. And we develop our own skill set from learning a lot of information. It's almost like you're going and getting an education on top of becoming a yeah. newer But you've been in the marketing world for a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is, um, I think, I want to say year 11 or 12. So like I went to school for apparel merchandising. I went to college and got my degree in that. And then my minors in marketing. So my entire background is essentially in, you know, for people who don't know what a, mer- a merchant is, essentially a merchant in, in the coaching space, I'll use coaching terms. Since the yes. majority of are <laughs> service providers. A merchant is essentially responsible for creating a product and then positioning the product to sell. Mm. So the work that goes into developing a product suite or a service suite is essentially what a merchant is responsible for. Now, in my case, I did it with clothes and then I would then say, okay, I'm going to make this t-shirt. And then the customer that's going to buy this t-shirt is going to be named Jane and Jane likes this, 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 and this. And so then I'm going to have, this t-shirt that's going to have all these different components. It's going to be moisture wicking It's going to be, you know, machine washable. It's going to be all these different things that interest Jane. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to work with the marketing team to then create something, some compelling messaging that's going to sell this to Jane. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's literally what my entire career has been in. It's just been in clothes and not in service providers. So I love that. Yeah. So I've had, I went to college for merchandising and then I have spent my entire career working in the fashion industry. I've worked at Gap. I've worked at Banana Republic. I've worked at, you know, I've worked with vendors like Nordstrom, Amazon, all over, all throughout the industry. And now I'm in marketing. I'm still at my corporate job, but hopefully not for long.
0: <laughs> not for long.
1: Not for long. Hopefully not for long. And yeah, that's kind of my, that's kind of like my overall background.
0: Damn. Y'all are in for a real treat <laughs> today because did you just hear? If not, just go back 30 seconds. Okay. So something I want to kind of get into is basically the idea. So Kira doesn't cuss. I do. We all know that. And so (laughs) basically my question to you is like, I know you went into this online space and you found a lot of gaps, like a lot, a lot of gaps in marketing and all that stuff. So How do people or your clients or maybe even you, like when you stopped in the online space, how do you basically unfuck the marketing, right? How do you like look at the strategy and say, hey, we're just a little confused. We're not doing this like a CEO, like a proper business, if you will. So like. Let's just start there. What does that what does marketing look like in the online space? How is it taught versus like how you can actually create it to be sustainable and it actually works?
1: Yeah. So oh my gosh, that's like such a loaded question.
0: Sorry, I I talk too much.
1: (laughs) I would say two things. One, I think there's a way that it's taught that's incorrect. And then two, I think that there's just information that's out there that people misunderstand that no one's necessarily teaching the wrong way. There's just like a learning curve that people don't quite fully grasp the, the entirety of it. So first I'll start about the stuff that people's just saying, that's just BS. Just, just BS. <laughs>
0: that's Let's just not good stuff. It. Let's just get into it.
1: So I kind of posted about this like a while ago, but basically a lot of people approach marketing strategy as though it is the same thing as content strategy. And mm. so when people are looking at their marketing, they're like, my Instagram's not working. I can't grow my email list. I'm not getting any clients from social media. I don't understand my messaging. And like what I kind of had to say in the space is that a lot of people are really having an issue with their content strategy, not really an issue with their marketing strategy. Like the marketing really isn't, the, the content is a execution of the marketing plan. And a lot of people don't have a marketing plan. So, you know, in business and in corporate retail, you're taught, you know, brand strategy, you're taught product strategy, and then you and then you move on to marketing strategy. And then you have a whole other team that does your content, right? And so because I've worked in a highly matrix system that has all of those individual checkpoints, I understand what it takes to actually even get to the point of a marketing strategy. And then I understand what's included in a marketing strategy that unfortunately, I just don't think is very accessible or available knowledge in this space. I also think too, that you have a lot of people online who say that marketing strategy is like their own concept or their own idea. And it's really not like there's very clear, basic fundamentals of business that are throughout everybody else's business that don't belong to this coach who put some fancy name on it. Like, <laughs> like your like fierce five method or your like fresh method is like great for how it is that you teach it. But like now what you're doing, unfortunately, is you're telling people that they need this method in order to successfully market themselves. And they don't, that knowledge is already out there.
0: So what would you say are the bare bones of a great marketing strategy? If you were going to cut through the noise, the fluff, like what are the bare bones? Bare
1: bones marketing strategy really, I would say boils down to like three things. Okay. Like you have traffic,
0: Mm -hmm. you have
1: conversion, you have retention. Mm -hmm. So like traffic, how do I get people to see me? Conversion, how do I get people to, to buy after they see me? And then retention, how do I get people to come back? Now, in a major corporation, these are three separate teams. And I've worked on all three teams. Mm. But for the sake of this being, you know, solopreneurs and people who, you know, are not working at Fortune 500 companies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, as a as an owner, you're wearing all the hats. So mm-hmm. you're responsible for the income and traffic. You're responsible for the conversion. And you're responsible for making them come back. So I would say that those are like the three primary pillars. Now, what affects a successful traffic plan and a a successful conversion plan and a successful retention plan is really dependent upon all the other things that surround it. So you need brand strategy in order to be able to you know, get people in the door. So, like, if you're a business and you don't have anyone coming knocking on your door, you're not getting. In Instagram world, we'll say you're not getting any followers, you're not getting any traction. And we're not talking about likes and clicks and comments. We're just talking about like people who come to your page and just mm-hmm. see you. If you're not getting that, then that tells me that like the people that are coming to your page don't really know who you are, or what you're about. You're not really giving them a reason to you know stick around. It's kind of like. If you were to watch a movie and you were to watch that little like three second or, you know, or 10 second trailer that they give you on Netflix, like right before another show is getting ready to come on, they'll be like, here's what's up next. They'll give you like the little 10 second clip. If they don't get you in that 10 second clip, you're you're like, I'm not watching this. Right.
0: Yeah. You're, like, I think about getting- sex in the city. Right. <laughs> and just like that, they get me every time. <laughs> you're so good at explaining things. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> uh, so if
1: you don't get anyone in that little 10 second clip, then, you know, that trailer was, you know, not interesting to you and you're going to go watch something else. And that's the same thing with people's Instagram. Yeah. And in order for that to work for trailers like that to work, and mm-hmm. in order for your Instagram page to work, you have to already have a foundation laid down so that when people come to you, they understand what it is that they're getting. They understand what it is that they're doing. So. Your brand strategy needs to have your mission. Your brand strategy needs to have brand pillars. Mm -hmm. Your brand strategy needs to have some type of positioning. So, you know, in the online space, we talk about niche a lot. And, you know, contrary to popular belief, I think that niche is something that you find. I don't think it's something you pick out of a page. So (laughs) what I like to say is that like your niche will eventually come to you. But if you can land on your positioning, which is, you know, what you do, how you do it, and your, you know, your it factor, right? Your, mm-hmm. your extra factor. So for me, my positioning is, you know, then my niche is just technically a marketing studio, mm-hmm. but my positioning is that, you know, I work specifically with solopreneurs and small businesses, which is very contrary to most marketing agencies. They work for bigger businesses or major corporations. Do. They yeah. work
0: for the seven figure CEOs. Yes.
1: Yeah, I, they do. I love
0: that you found a different um, niche. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, you really need those three things, I think, to to be able to even start the conversation of how do I get someone to look at me? You first need brand strategy and your brand strategy has to have buyers, positioning and brand pillars.
0: And I think sometimes we do that, but it's very basic. Would you agree? I feel like when I'm working with clients and probably when you're working with clients, they come to me with this idea, but I'm like, that's pretty basic and it's not integrated in anything else. Oh,
1: yeah, that's the key thing.
0: I'm like, "Oh, so you just want to do this really like basic thing that everyone else is doing and that's your mission and then it's not in anything else. You never bring it up again." Is that what and, you yeah. kind of see?
1: Yeah, and I also have kind of seen the opposite of that too. Like I am working with one client now and she's like she's like, "I know what it is that I want to do, but no one else is doing what I want to do." So Ooh. My pro yeah. So the problem that she's having is that like no one else sounds like her online. So she keeps twisting her mission to sound like everyone else.
0: Oh, we gotta talk about this because <laughs> So many of my clients, so many of my community members, and so many of yours, obviously, and even you. I remember us talking to, like, I don't see anyone else doing this. Yes. How did you work through that? How are you working through that with your client? Because a lot of us are in this space, like, I don't see anyone else doing this. Is this going to work? I'm really, I'm really nervous.
1: Yeah. When you, and that's normal, right? When you mm-hmm. come in as a coach, And you're stepping into a space. You don't know if your idea is like brilliant or crazy. Like (laughs) you really don't.
0: No, you're
1: you're new. So you're just like, I don't know if I'm just like bright eyed and bushy tailed and naive. And this is like great. Or like, I don't know if I'm just like dumb and like, I missed the memo. (laughs) Like Maybe everyone else is doing this because like it wasn't smart. And that's the reason why they're not doing it that way. So I think for a while, you have to kind of like play that narrative out in your brain a little bit and just kind of let yourself kind of play ping pong. And then the other thing too, that I realized that kind of helped me kind of get over that hump of like, am I brilliant or nuts Mm -hmm. was, um, really listening to my clients and all of them said, I came to you because you didn't sound like anyone else. You didn't look like anyone else. You, you know, the way you talk and the way you teach marketing isn't like anybody else. And that's what attracted me to you. And that was the first time that I was really validated. in the idea that I could actually make money by being different.
0: Did you guys hear that? She was validated by her clients, not by what's trending, not what is like the coolest thing on the block. She was Validated by the people who wanted to pay her and be in her, not only energy, but in her expertise. Like, I think, I just wanted to point that out because that's, it's goal, right? Yeah. When we're listening to the people who pay us, it's a game changer.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Not
1: the people who gas you up or in your DMs and never sign. But (laughs) the the people
0: people who who pay you. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so you have brand strategy, which I love. The next bare bones is...
1: The next bare bones is, you know, you step into conversion. And in order to convert someone on something, you need to have a sense of your product strategy. So product strategy is really, I think, where people like kind of like waver a little bit because there's this like tug of war between what you want to sell, what the client wants to sell, and then no one has like any real concept of what money they want to make. So like... (laughs) This is like really the part of your marketing strategy that like determines on if you get paid or not, which to me is mind blowing that like so many people don't think about it. Like everyone has this, I was working with a client and she was like, I want to hit 10 K a month. And I said, great, I'm happy for you. So what does that look like? What does that look like financially? And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, after you hit that 10 K, I was like, how much of it goes toward your taxes? And how much of it goes towards the fees that it is that your Stripe or your PayPal is going to take out? And then how much of it are you going to pay yourself? What's your hourly rate? And then after, what are your profit margins? And can you tell me how many clients you need to sign or to be able to hit that 10k? And she was like, no, I have none of that information. And I was like, without it, you cannot make any money. If you don't have, if you don't have a plan for how you make money, you don't make money.
0: Absolutely. 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 I yeah. love how you said that because we do we get in the online space. We have the glorious 10K, 20K, 50K, 100K months, and it's just there. And then right when you sit down with your client, there's no actual way of understanding how that happens. And for money to like really flow to us, like we have to have like an openness to how yeah. it's going to come and how it's going to be exactly uh, in place because money likes that as well to know like exactly. how you're going to, you know, take care of it and support it.
1: Yeah. So in order to be able to successfully convert someone, okay. you have to have a plan on what that number is and what price your services need to be priced at. Not just some like random number you picked out of a hat or a number that you saw another coach had that's in the similar field as you and she's charging X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure that you have you know a financial breakdown of what your services are what your payouts are going to be like for me i run a studio so i have contractors i have to pay mm-hmm. you know i have to pay myself i have to allocate my time effectively all of those things have to be mapped out and those things affect what you charge and they affect what your product suite is and then once you have that then you can start talking about that's what it is that you need in order to be able to effectively convert someone so if someone's coming in for from traffic right you've got mm-hmm. your good brand strategy you've got someone coming in And they're now moving on to the phase of converting. You can't get someone to convert if you don't have anything for them to buy. And if the thing that it is that they're buying isn't making you enough money, then essentially you've just pulled in all this traffic to make yourself broke. Um, (laughs) Yes. A way that this shows up like outside of business, because you know me and metaphors, I'm always I love
0: them. They're so good. (laughs) They make us, they allow us to understand. Yes. We're like, okay, that's cool in theory and i'm confused yeah. <laughs> in
1: theory yeah so like a great example of this that will totally like bomb your conversion that a lot of people don't think about is like for example it seems simple but there's so many brands that do this there's these times when i don't know if you've ever been to you know a store or something like that and they have marketed something online and it's like caught your eye and this like brand looks super cool and then you go online to go buy it and like all the sizes are gone
0: Mm.
1: and they just sent you like 20 ads for it and like it got you hook line and sinker and they've got like 30 different photos of it and you can see it in a video and you can see all the different colors it comes in but they don't have your size that right there is a prime definition of having a killer brand strategy an amazing traffic plan and no freaking way to convert your client because you don't have the product And if you did all that work to get the client in and now you have no way to actually sell them.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so insightful. So let's say like they've, they have an offer, right? Like talk about capacity, right? Like, yeah, great. So you do see, they brought people in and then they get to this place and let's say they have it priced correctly, but then there's no capacity for it or it's not really thought out or like, is that where you're kind of like getting at? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously no one's going to go
1: out there and market something that it is that they don't actually have time or energy to sell. Right. Mm -hmm. So your intentional offer obviously is connected to your ability to be able to really understand your, your client. Right. But then the same thing too, that's kind of where content kind of comes into play too. And like your messaging is like, you can't, you can have the greatest product in the entire world But if you don't have a plan for converting them in the sense of like your product suite is set up for conversion, like for example, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that affect conversion. One of them being you make it really difficult for the customer to buy your stuff. You make it really difficult for people to pay you. Mm -hmm. So like you have no website, your link tree has broken links, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then there's things that are like conversion can be affected by the fact that like, you're just not saying anything that like makes me want to buy like your, Mm -hmm. your content isn't really resonating with me. You're speaking a different language. There's other things uh, involved with your product suite too, that make it really tough for conversion, meaning like your price too low. So the people are buying, but you're not making any money. Mm-hmm. Um, which is really the whole point of why people want clients.
0: <laughs> yes. We need it's, to be paid and paid yeah, well. Yeah. Like, so this is our job. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, think it, like com- like conversion as an umbrella, right? It's like, okay, so you've gotten people here, but now we got to make sure your price for profit. Yes. That you don't have to overextend yourself yes. in all of these offers. And then you also have to make sure that you are continuing to differentiate yourself within your like offer suite and products. Yes.
1: Suite. The other thing too about conversion that people get really tripped up on mm-hmm. is that, like, they feel like they need to have a lot of engagement in their content in order for people to be able to sign on with them.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about this shit right now. Because <laughs> wow, this is such a spiral, mindset wise, and a misconception, marketing yeah. wise. So yeah. let's talk about misconception, marketing wise when it comes to engagement, because y'all be tripping up about this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: So major misconception is that like my page isn't doing really well, or my product isn't really that great because no one's liking my stuff. No one's sharing my stuff. No one's commenting. No one's DMing me. And that really goes to show that like people don't really understand that there's a lot of people who convert. And never talk to you. Like my first, like one of my first clients, I had never met a day in my freaking life, never spoken to her ever. And she literally just went online and booked me. And I was literally like, Who are you? I don't know. I've never seen you online. I've never interacted with you. And she just saw my stuff and she just went ahead and booked with me. And I always, again, another another metaphor. I always like mm-hmm. to kind of explain it like if you were to walk into Target, you know, there's plenty of times where you walk into Target, you go, you buy what it is that you want, and then you go straight to self-checkout and you leave. Like In terms of the manager, they aren't aware that you came in and interacted with, you know, them or anyone else. You just went in and you bought what it is you needed, buying you left. And I don't know why in the online space we get like really cranky about like the fact that no one's talking to us, the fact that no one's engaging with us, the fact that like we're not getting enough shares. I don't really know where that concept came from that made people think that they had to have constant engagement in order to be able to have conversion. The two are not um, synonymous together at all.
0: No. And I think it comes down to a lot of vanity metrics, right? For some reason in the online space, right from the get-go, you're supposed to look at all your metrics, which if you think about like a big company, they have, when they're looking at their metrics, they've been in business for a couple of years and they have so much data, like endless data. You're just brand new to this space. Yeah, Your data is a little bit useless because you just don't have enough information, no. right? No, you don't. Yeah. And people, like you said, especially coaches, service providers listening to this, take this with it, like really take this in. You don't have to have engagement to know that your marketing strategy is working, right? No. What you need yeah. to look like at is, am I signing clients? Am
1: I signing clients? Yeah. And no. then if I am, where is that happening? So like a lot of people are like, Instagram's not working for me. And I'm like, well, Instagram may not necessarily be your conversion driving platform. Like maybe Instagram is your traffic platform and yeah. your cu- your clients convert from somewhere else. And this is one of the things that we talk about in my VIP day yeah. is where I tell people, like not every single social media outlet is going to be for traffic, for conversion, for retention. Some of my... Um, social media outlets, for example, my Pinterest is just all about traffic, podcasts, yep. all about traffic. Mm-hmm. And then you have other avenues where you know you can convert. Like I do a great job converting from email or from Instagram DMs. Yep. And so those platforms are conversion driving platforms. And then there's retention that comes into play. And I retain clients by emailing them. And so that's an emailing, but like, not everything is supposed to be everything to someone. You know what I mean? And when you have mm-hmm. all your stakes in one location and you're not diversifying your marketing portfolio, you really put yourself in a in a bind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you create so much pressure for this one platform.
1: Platform. I yes. think
0: about Instagram. I'm like, poor Instagram. Like, it's just out here trying to like give you a free platform and you're here bitching about how it's not <laughs> allowing you to sign clients. <laughs> Yeah, we get a little entitled, I think, with Instagram, but that's just a different riff. I was listening
1: to someone the other day and she was saying, you know, gone are the days of just posting what it is that you want to post. Like now your content needs to be entertaining and it needs to be interesting. And I was like, no, it doesn't. (laughs) No, entertaining content is great for engagement. Reels are great for, you know, getting traffic in the door, but like, Mm It really doesn't mean anything if you're not going to convert from it. You know what I'm saying?
0: I think that's absolutely amazing to look at it because then you can, you can really start looking like a a marketing strategist, right? Carrie, like you can be like reels. Okay. I'm just trying to bring in some new faces. I'm not, I'm not looking to convert on reels, right? No big deal. Right. Okay. My podcast, it's the shit. This is where I'm looking to convert people. My email. I just like you explaining this knowledge right now in this podcast is going to help so many people because they're all caught up in all this and they think nothing's yeah. working. Yeah. It's because they get wrapped up into content and rules. And really, like you said at the beginning, like not a lot of us know what a marketing strategy actually is.
1: Yeah. Define everything. You need yeah. that in your marketing strategy. Otherwise you're just throwing up content and you're, you're burning yourself out.
0: Yeah. And you're driving yourself into complete madness. So then yeah. when your are real doesn't go viral, you're like yeah. crying in the shower, just asking God yeah. to, <laughs> to save you. Yes. Okay. Last but not least, like in your thing, let, let's talk about retention.
1: Yeah. So retention is so slept on. Um, mm. and I don't really know why, because I feel like most people's brain, and this is like another misconception, right? Most people's brain is like, okay, I got the client to come in. That's traffic. Check. Mm -hmm. I got the client to convert. Check. I'm good. I don't really need anything else after that. They never think about making the client come back. So like, Mm -hmm. ideally you have a top of funnel that's your traffic then in midway through you have a conversion and then retention is like the, you know the bottom of the funnel that goes out right ideally what you want is you want that person that went through the funnel to come back up the funnel because that person will be able to make you almost seven times more money than a client that it is that you're going to have to take all the way through the top of the funnel all over again so you know you're going to have to t- and what top of the funnel means since people can't see my hands flailing everywhere <laughs> is top of the funnel essentially means from you know from cold to warm to hot, right? So mm-hmm. if you can already take a hot customer and make that customer kind of come back and purchase something, that's a lot more easier for you than to, you know, have to do the cycle, you know, all yeah. over again. And so retention, you know, it, it looks different in every in every company, you know, mm-hmm. so some people retain clients by having an upsell or a downsell offer. You can retain clients by obviously delivering a stellar customer experience and, you know, having them, you know, kind of give you referrals or, you know, come back to your coaching business or your studio with, you know, maybe another service that's just exclusively for previous clients. Um, There's all sorts of different ways that it is that you can retain people, but I definitely think that it's something that needs to be honed in on a little bit in the industry because we talk a lot about getting people in the door and we talk about a lot of closing sales. We don't talk a lot about how to keep the people that we already have.
0: Yeah. And you have a very luxurious experience for your clients. Mm-hmm. Like you're all about lux, right? And try, so try. You are. You don't <laughs> try. You are a full embodiment of it. <laughs> like not only with your energy, but how you really deliver for your clients. Right. And it's because you care and you also yeah. understand marketing and retention. Right. Yeah, It's like the sale isn't over after like their contracts over. Right. Right.
1: And I also have, have scaled my business in a way that allows me to deliver a client experience like that too. So like, I'm not a studio that's for the masses. Like if I work with 30 clients a year, I'd be happy. You know, I'm not one of those studios that's like, you know, I you're never going to see at the end of my report, 300 women supported this year. Like I want to be <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not that girl. Yeah. I'm someone that like, wants to work with the same, like five, you know, solopreneurs or new businesses and really help them dive into like all aspects of their business and kind of go deeper as opposed to wider. You know what I mean? Wow. And I think that's something that's really different that other people really aren't doing. You know, everyone's like more, more, more. And then like when you burn out of your new group, then you do ads to get more people in. Um, And it's like, I would rather just kind of keep the same 20 people and be good.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like like sigh of relief. Like if you don't get anything from this podcast, get this. You have options. You have options. Yes. You have options. You do not have to be chasing this like seven figure dream right now. Like you can just work on the bare bones of marketing. That's going to serve you. It's going to serve your wallet. It's going to serve your clients. And you're not going to wind up like what you're saying, like super burnt out, super exhausted, super disconnected from the very bones of your business, which is your mission and your values.
1: Right. I also want to say too, another big misconception about retention is that a lot of people think in order to get people to come back and spend again, they have to give a discount. (laughs) And that is just so not true unless your business is like a budget business. But I already know Reagan works with clients who sell a lot of high ticket. I take it, baby. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But like, unless you're like a target or like, you know, the mm-hmm. dollar tree or something like that, where like you're attracting clients who like are here to get a deal, right? That's the sale. Then, okay. A coupon makes sense. You know, a rewards program where you get five points and you come back in and you get something for free. makes sense.
0: Yeah. But
1: Louis Vuitton and Chanel, like those people in those Lux market, they are not offering discounts and yet they have crazy, insane loyalist customers and they do it through customer experience. That's how they get people to come back. They do it by offering exclusivity. That's how they get people to come back. They Mm -hmm. do it by like making sure that their loyal clients are the ones that get the first call when a new Hermes bag comes in or a new Chanel bag comes in or when something hasn't even launched yet. Like that's how it is. And they don't, they don't lose out on a dime from it. No.
0: Yeah. I remember us talking about it a long, long, long time ago, but what if that wasn't required, and they just actually wanted to sign yeah. up with you, right? Yeah. And you had to start like right, and you were like, "Yeah, that's true," and that comes from that marketing strategy of retention. Okay, yes, I went in the resign. How do I start getting my actions flowing with that, right? Yes. Yeah, so it moves, and that's what I love about Kira. She's like she said, she's a consult, she's a strategist. Like you're not gonna get with Kira. And be like, you know, I'm having this mindset issue. No, it's very like, <laughs> this is what we do, right? And yeah. I think that's so important in this industry.
1: Yeah, for sure. People definitely need a, a start, a middle and an end. Mm-hmm. And, you know, definitely marketing strategy definitely has that. And when you, yeah. when you dig out and when you make it emotional and you make it about reels and TikTok growing and, you know, how many followers you have. And y- when you do all of that kind of stuff, you really complicate it. And you really need to like uncomplicate it and just start from the beginning and have the middle and have the end. And that's definitely something that, that, you know, our studio. And I special.
0: think, yeah, knowledge is power too. Yes. right? And gosh, y'all listeners are so lucky right now. I can't, <laughs> <You're so laughs> but, but knowledge is power. Right. And when they have that understanding, right. Like you've just explained these bare bones, right. It's, it's free. Like you don't feel like you're messing everything up. Yes. Oh yes. this was so good. Okay. I always like to wrap up these podcasts. Like this isn't my first one. What? Um of like just saying like a little lesson you want to give to anyone who's listening because entrepreneurship is really hard. Like yeah. say it like people who say it are, it's easy, they're lying. Okay. I'll just mm-hmm. but <laughs> so like what's one thing like you would give to anyone, a coach, a service provider, a CEO listening? Gosh, that's a good question.
1: I would say, I think I was reflecting on this the other day and I was like, my note to myself was like, okay, Kira, you're just going to have to do it. Cause no one's going to come here to save you. Like no one is coming to make this mess any easier for you.
0: <laughs> it's, I love that.
1: Yeah. It's really not. Um, it's going to forever be scary. It's going to forever feel like a risk. And even in the moments when you feel like you get it to a good place, you know you still question and be like you know is the other shoe going to drop mm-hmm. you know i i finally have i'm finally at a good place where i have 10 clients is um you know am i going to lose one you know how do i how do i build a future for myself when i'm not really sure you know if my income is steady you know mm-hmm. we've been conditioned for so long to you know, have a a plan, you know, one step after the other, you know what I mean? And you really kind of become this robot that doesn't really think about it. Right. You, you just kind of do what companies tell you to do to move up in the corporate ladder, or, you know, you do what you're told to do to get, get through school and entrepreneurship really just kind of busts that bubble wide open (laughs) and teaches you, you know, how to, you know, think for yourself and take a risk for yourself. And that's the biggest, I think the biggest lesson that I had, I did a lot of On very very comfortable things, you know. in In 2020, in 2021, you know, I bought a house. For those of you that don't know, I live in California, so buying it ain't cheap. (laughs) Yeah, it ain't cheap. I bought, you know, I bought a really huge, you know, four bedroom house in California. Um, and I did it, you know, three months after my husband just got out of a year of unemployment with COVID, and. Then, you know, we bought that. And then I signed on, you know, for six months of coaching with you, Regan. And, Ah, you know, I was like definitely strapped financially. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? I was definitely in a very uncomfortable place, but I still did it. And, you know, the reward paid off handsomely. You know, my house is safe. I'm safe. My my job helps create that sense of safety that it is that you and I always talked about. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think my biggest lesson would just be for people to... Not be afraid of the risk and do whatever it is that you have to do in order to be able to have some sense of safety in your life, so that you can take these risks in your business. Because like your business needs it, and it's never gonna feel like good. Like there's no point in which like you know when you're on a roller coaster and that like ticking, 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 mm-hmm. ticking goes all the way up and then it drops off. Like there's no drop off. It you're just forever <laughs> ticking in entrepreneurship, and you're always gonna be scared of the drop. Yeah. So it's never going to go away. Just accept the fact that that's like the panic that's going to always be there. Yeah. Um, and, and still take the risks and still go for
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. I love that so much because entrepreneurship isn't about being comfortable, like really no. ever. And like Kara said, it's more like creating your own safety and having your own back through entrepreneurship. Absolutely. I love it so much. This is like the best first podcast episode I could have asked for. Uh, I love you so much. Okay. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Where can they find you? Where can they like want to apply to work with you? Like, give them all the tea.
1: Yes. So my handle is studio on Instagram. And then um, you can find me at klc.thestudio.com for my website. I'll link everything in the show notes below for you, Reagan. Um, But yeah, uh, we have three services. I have my VIP strategy, which is literally what it is we just talked about.
0: <laughs> literally get
1: in there. <laughs> <laughs> literally everything we just talked about the dead in a day strategy plan um, for people who have just been totally stuck in their marketing and they just need help. And then if you were like, girl, I don't want to do any of it. I don't want to touch it. Can you manage (laughs) my social media for me? I'm all there too. We have Instagram services and Pinterest services. And then I also have this new service that's all about client experience and customer journey and helping people set up their backend systems and their ClickUps and their Dubsado and also branding all of their beautiful, you know, welcome guides and off-boarding packets and all that fun stuff to really elevate your client experience and make sure that your branding is cohesive throughout. Um, so yeah, we have that new service up. So you can see all that stuff on the website.
0: Uh, y'all like just hearing from Kira today. I, you, you need to be getting to that website ASAP. I'm getting to that (laughs) website ASAP. I already told her. (laughs) Thank you so much for being my first podcast guest and just really like laying it all out there, not holding anything back. Like that's just so incredibly giving of you. So thank you.
1: Yeah, of course. I'd love to help educate whenever I can.
0: All right. Okay. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you are feeling on fire for your business and are ready to make fat stacks. Now, before you go, I have a favor to ask you. If this episode made you feel unstoppable or if you learned something new, I would love for you to leave me a review for my podcast and then also share it on your Instagram page if you are loving it and tag me. I get so excited to meet you guys. If you do this, you will have a chance to get enrolled into my Money Mindset course, the one that helps my clients make thousands online. Each week, I will randomly select a winner from everyone who left a review. Alrighty, thanks for listening. I will see you next week where we will dive into more realness around growing your business.